Hey, welcome to the club. Before we begin, I'd like to introduce our podcast and explain what we do. We will go over mysterious and unsolved cases, a bit of the paranormal, and of course, conspiracies. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and any other podcast provider. Also, a new episode of The Cloak comes out every Monday. So don't forget to join the conversation on Facebook forward slash The Cloaked Podcast and catch us on Twitter at The Cloaked underscore. And don't forget to like and rate us. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share with your friends. And now on with the show. Making this statement that he hung out with the bear. A bear for two days? For two days. I believe that. You know, the bear thought it was a cub. It could have been. Or was it Bigfoot? I mean, I'm just throwing that out there. But kids are very honest, right? So, They're very honest. So he saw something saw. that was a bear-looking thing. A bear-looking thing that took care of him. He probably doesn't have the word for Bigfoot the vo- in his vocabulary. Also, yeah. That's what I'm... People are thinking, well, maybe he was taken care of by a bear, a mama bear, and took care of him as a cub. Yes, possible. Not far-fetched. Maybe, maybe a bel- that. benevolent That is something bear. that does happen in the animal kingdom. It's happened to uh, chimpanzees. In, in, in India and I know it's happening with people with uh, with wolves there's people actually people when you say when you're raised by wolves there's, uh, there's a handful of people that are actually raised by wolves <laughs> um, so it's definitely um, a possibility now again what Pandora said maybe he doesn't have the vocabulary to say that he, three years old? He, he mm-hmm. is three years old. Yeah, what do you know well, at he, three? At three, yeah. What do you know you about him? like you see them. I saw like a, like a bear. Yeah, so like, like it's like a, when a kid says, or, you know, that he got on a car, and, and he actually got on a truck. You know what I mean? It's, he's not going to have that descriptive um, vocab to be able to say what it was. Well, here's the other thing is that when he was out missing, there was freezing temperatures and heavy rain. Yes. So something had to have kept him warm. Kept him warm. Wow. How was he kept warm? Because at that point they kind of feared the worst. Like, oh, okay, you know, the, the weather conditions, if nothing else, are gonna do something to this kid. That's bad. Exactly. It was a bear. Ma- no, bear. <laughs> I mean Bigfoot. Big something nice furry. Hugged him, kept him warm. Maybe animals don't start fires. Yeah, right? Animals don't start fires, and I don't, I don't, I don't think there's a record of any Bigfoot starting a fire. Uh, so <laughs> they cause forest fires. Damn. Though there are uh, alleged discoveries of something like a Bigfoot making shelter. Mm-hmm. Caves and- um, so, you know, uh, that is also the possibility that something like that has occurred with this, uh, with this kid. I wonder if he was hungry. Yeah, that's the other thing. Was he hungry? He was just he- was fed. Uh- like, was he fed? Nuts and berries. Nuts and berries, man. That's a good diet. Fish. (laughs) Some raw fish. Cod cod or something. A bird. He fucking catches his uh, bald eagle at (laughs) midair. Have you seen that video of that cat? It's like, what is it, in a school or something? And uh, they're trying to to get uh, a bat. And you just see the cat running. And the bass is flying, and the fucking cat just jumps and just like snaps the fucking bat. Oh, really? Amazing video. <laughs> um, All right. Wildlife. Uh, so you know, uh, pretty Thank interesting you. stuff. Um, 
But you know, well, for that kid to come back. I, I wonder what it, what else the kid has to say. You know what I mean? Like what else? Maybe when he grows like, up a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, there recall. was that one when in the uh, missing four hundred one documentary. Uh, oh where yeah. They, uh, they converse with that guy who went missing when he was little, and he talks about how he just walked and traveled and went through fences, and he he vaguely remembers. He was gone like a full night, and he was really night. far. He was real far. Yeah, he turned out to be real far. Uh, miles right yeah and uh he went through all this crazy terrain uh, i think he also went through snow yeah and they were trying to figure out how he was able to survive without an actual scratch even though his clothes were pretty like tethered from like the barbed wire he went through and all that. but it was like a he- it would have been a difficult hike for just like an adult an adult an, uh, an adult experienced hiker um so okay. that was like another thing uh, but yeah, uh, we'll keep definitely an eye on this and see what else uh, develops on uh, on this case. Uh, very interesting stuff. Uh, so, on to our topic. The Emerald Tablet. Dun, 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 dun. Dun. So, the Emerald Tablet is pretty interesting. Um, we have here that uh, the Emerald Tablet, also known as the Saramadine Tablet or the Tablet, Tabula Saramadine. Uh, <laughs> that's how you pronounce it. Am I, sure, am I right? Sure. Am I wrong? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you are able to pronounce it, so I'm the one who's going to risk it. So, again, so tabula. it is a tabula. I don't know. Um, so, it, this is written in a uh, kind of a both Greek and Egyptian language mixed in, right? It's like a blend. And it's also a blend of a blend, uh, bit of a belief in the mix. It's like Spanglish. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's uh, hermetic. I believe that's how you say it. Mm-hmm. Um, its real origin is unknown. It was discovered in the 8th and 16th century, somewhere around there. It was translated in Latin around the 12th century. Um, I think um, something that definitely needs to be known is that it has a bit of Hermes, right? Is that how you say it? Hermes? And Toth. Yeah, he's supposedly the priest king of Atlantis. And, but he also shows up in the Egyptian. It's Egyptian god. And Egyptian yes. culture. Yeah. He's also a god. So there's a correlation. Which the correlation him. goes into he is also known as the magician of the arts, uh, written language, mm-hmm. and develop a, development of math, I believe, or something like that. Yes. Um, so he's like a tie to all it's these like things. Architect almost, yeah. Uh, so it makes sense. For the reasoning of behind the the whole idea ideology behind the tablet, um, why he's also mixed into all this, right? And so you have people who are very well known who had translations of this tablet. Um, one person being obviously Isaac Newton, mm-hmm. um, who they discovered that he had uh, documents translations. And within his uh, within his research of papers that he had, um, as we all know, you know, Isaac Newton, big in the science community. Right? So here's my question. So every every nerd that you know of, <laughs> geek, right, collects right. comic books, right? Right. Mm-hmm. There's like this mythology. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, what if these tablets were like sort of his fan fiction that he was writing about 
Who? Newton? Yeah. He didn't say Newton built the tablet. No, I, I know, but he, he, he did, translated he did yeah, some translations. Paper. Okay. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you can inject some stuff, because he was into alchemy. Yes. Right? Yeah, well, not into alchemy. Yeah, he was a chemist. Well, precursor to, to a chemist. Yeah. Because every single alchemist is trying to convert. It's something into metal. Well, it's non-precious metals into precious metals. Precious metals, yeah. Which, to me, doesn't make any sense if you're thinking about it as someone that's controlling a market, right? So economics. The only thing that adds value to something is the scarcity of an item. Right? Supply versus demand, basically. So if you flood the market with all this gold, it's going to be valueless. At that point, well, I don't know if you're flooding the market, you're hoarding it to yourself, yeah, I mean, you're it. <laughs> and then you have the all the spending power. Have, you're still, you, according to other people, it's scarce. It's yeah. not scarce. I mean, so you have more that. Well, it has ties to like the elixir of life and all this other like esoteric yeah. stuff too. So maybe it was more than just the healing and the well, yeah, gold. Like, but it wasn't just transmutation of, of material, right? They were saying that within the text we were talking about it has um, text of how to higher your consciousness right like increase your physical vibration within your body to achieve a state of consciousness where you can like retrieve information from other realms and other entities right so it was kind of like a uh, a book of like a one and all kind of like thoth right that guy right. The, the priest king from atlantis supposedly made these books because he was some otherworldly entity that was able to reincarnate a hundred times and so I think what he did was, knowing that he was going to die, he put all that information that he knew into these emerald tablets. I don't know if emerald, it's, is it strong? Is it durable? Why emerald? But supposedly, which is, yeah, it was weird. That the way you activate the tablets is by speaking to it into it within a tone. Right. Like there's a certain way of, of reciting these tablets, the information from the tablets. And therefore, you would be able to retrieve the information Which embedded. Like the crystal skulls, there are certain ways to activate it, but we don't know how it yeah. was. Since they're like 15. No, is more it 15 than that. tablets or is that an alleged 15? We don't tablets. have all of it, though, right? No, I think like we know of some. 47 tablets. The yeah. first one, he said that he takes credit for building the pyramids. Therefore, if that's true, that the Egyptian culture came from Atlantis, he came from Atlantis. He was a priest king. Because of the disaster, the impending doom that was going to be placed upon Atlantis, mm -hmm. he moved over to what, it wasn't called Egypt then, but it was the area of Egypt. And transferred all this information to the people that he found there. They were basically hunter-gatherer people. They weren't building pyramids already. He brought that information to them. Yeah, because he didn't want to give out his secrets also, right? No. So he created his own people, his own culture. Right called the Egyptians and Egyptians never take credit for the pyramids and it, there's no like the Giza pyramid right there's no inscriptions there there's yeah. nothing there there's not a tomb it's it's a hollow box there's nobody taking credit because you were taking 20 30 years to build that thing you think the king would be like oh, this is my work there's no work there's no reference to the builder right and why wouldn't there be it, it took us so long so many people why wouldn't somebody say like they built it? Yeah, it was there when those people got there, basically. I mean, you would want to take credit for something that 
can like change. Would you Not say just the way people see life, but how things are created and how things are being brought. So what else we got on? Well, um, I was talking to Hoffman as well okay. about what this four. I think there's forty-seven tablets. It could be more, it could be less, but right. that's what I've been reading. And each tablet has its own topic about the universe or, or this secret of information. But some of the information relayed in the tablets is how to keep your memory even in progression of death. So what happens if you believe like we're reincarnated after death? Mm-hmm. You don't have, like, maybe this is our 10th life, but you don't have any remembrance of what you did nine lives ago. Yeah, you only know what you did now. Yeah, And so that's the, not the failure of death. Death is just a transition. It's never the end. Right. But what happens is, like he was saying, you erase the hard drive and you start over. And so within the text, it shows how it shows who shows one person how to keep their memory even after death. Right. So when you're reborn, you have all the information. Yeah, you don't have to start over. You can continue you at can, a certain checkpoint. You can do. Well, at least there's been cases. Well, like past life recollection. Past or life recollection <laughs> from kids. Yeah. I'm not Those are about, creepy. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> talking about. I'm not talking about like the, the the people who who go to someone who puts it under hypnosis and. They were gives them memories, yeah. False memories. No, no, no. I'm talking about kids who are just walking about, talking to the parent, talking about how a tractor works, talking about yeah. how you know they were a stockbroker back in the 20s. You know how? <laughs> you no, know, I mean, there's kids that have like these crazy amount of knowledge that they know how you know something is created, or they know you know about something that only an adult would know or how there was this one kid that I was uh, looking up on the uh, it was an interesting case and he was talking about a plane that he flew during Mm. World War Two and he knew how the engine worked and like he spoke about the mechanics yes the mechanics this like he was like a little four-year-old talking about the mechanics of how this airplane works and you know talking about like oh there's fin- engine failure you could do this or you could do that like how the fuck, like, how the fuck does a, this four-year-old know this he's, not, that, he's not watching the history channel he's not reading <laughs> books he's this kid playing with his blocks talking about how you know how to fix something i don't think a four-year-old can comprehend even if they gave him a book on how to fix an engine yeah uh, they, or we even know what an engine is <laughs> you know what i mean like, what's an engine is that banana oh no no <laughs> what does that do you know there's but the level what, of comprehension is you know complex that's what we were saying so the tablet knew how to keep that information right into the next life and so then you can build your wisdom up over time but what happens is in death you reset your your mental hard drive right therefore you're always starting over and so, no, I don't know, like, the way you become a god, right? Supposedly it's the, that you're very wise, right? You have a lot right. of information. And the only way you're able to become a god is to continue that information, rolling it over to the next life and building up your repertoire. Like, yeah. in this life, I, I knew how to build an engine. The next life, you knew how to, you know, grow trees or whatever. Like, you, you're encompassing all of that information. And so, I think Thoth, right, supposedly, right. he lived over 100 times. He was able to keep his memory each and every time. So imagine over a period of, say, you live 80 years, so it'll be 800 years, 800 years of knowledge mm-hmm. that you have right at any one time. 
And so imagine the. Do you think at some point he just like, you know what? I'm not coming back. Screw this. And then what's what next round? So the the template the the tablets also references on how to. Um, get into the next realm of consciousness so maybe after a while he's like I've done enough in this world let's I'll probably go to the fifth dimension or sixth right. dimension and go with the actual <laughs> gods the hunting dogs are outside maybe that's him over there too. maybe <laughs> he reincarnated into a dog I'm here they're getting you ready to pull out sled across uh, Alaska <laughs> but well, that's what it was <laughs> yeah that's what it was for and and so out of out of all all these like tablets that talk about you know they, they go into Atlantis they talk about reincarnation mm-hmm. they talk about power they talk about creating something out of nothing um, out of all that eight thousand right yeah <laughs> <laughs> wrong I need another but eight thousand years of knowledge so of out of all that the philosopher's stone is also born out of that right mm-hmm. and so what is a philosopher's stone. I mean, everyone's heard of it. They have an idea of what it is. Harry Potter. Because of <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> nah. It's Harry Potter. Uh. Nothing to do with Harry Potter. Fuck that guy. And so <laughs> you have, like, this idea that this thing exists. Somebody explain to me what the philosopher's stone is. Well, it's a legendary al- alchemy substance that turns base metal, oh, okay. like mercury, into gold. It's, oh. it's an extra piece of material. Okay. An alleged piece of material. A stone, if you will, that could turn, you know, something like that into gold. Uh, now, the other thing, it's, uh, you know, it talks about also, uh, and also you're, you're able to uh, make or assemble what is believed the elixir of mm-hmm. life. So you would live forever. You live forever. It's kind of so like eternal youth, creation. Yeah, because sure. it's supposed to be like the first matter that everything else can come from. Yeah. What if it's no. not an actual like no, no matter object? It's that it's like a uh, process they have to undergo. Well, I mean, if you if you break the idea of what, let's say, because the the language of what is known as the philosopher's stone is, is derivative from from Latin, right? So if you what if you break down the word philosopher and stone, you break it all together and you, you start coming up with like okay, like Hoffman said, what if it's actually a process, right? Which what is what is philosopher? What is it? If you break it down, what is it? Philosopher. Yeah. When you break down the word, what is it? You break down the word in, 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 as a full word. Hmm. What do you what do you get? I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. Broken down, maybe the word itself. There's meaning, but well, can you tell us? I mean, what is a philosopher? Someone. Oh. What is a philosopher, or what is the word root of the well, word? Okay, both, both, because they're they're obviously attached. It's kind of like a way of thinking. It's like they have a. They're trying to find ways of why the world works, right? It's broken like, down, the study of fundamental nature of yeah. knowledge, reality, existence. Reality and like, existence. Um, it's like paradigm. You're breaking down, breaking down the paradigm of what you, yourself. As a whole, almost what someone who studies the universe, mm-hmm. breaking down everything to the sum of its parts, and using all that to create something, whether it be a material or the, a process, okay. that can create 
again, the elixir of life, or can manipulate a rock and turn it into fucking gold. You know what I mean? What do you think that that looks like? Like, okay, so you got iron, you turn it into gold. What does that look like? How did they even do that? Like, what is that process? I would would think it's like, it would be like a variety of, like, recipes and things that you would have to gather along with like uh, an attachment of rituals with symbolisms and <laughs> symbolism I, I mean I, skulls and I mean sacrifice a bird eye <laughs> I mean who knows I mean <laughs> it, it really it, it, to me I think it's it's an idea so you think it's more like a state of mind a state of mind it's not something that can actually exist because why is it a philosopher's exactly. stone why is it not then that idea of okay well, why is it a philosopher's stone because the philosopher's stone, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but they were just making... But they were saying, okay, if that's the case, right? They were saying right. that the tablets weren't specifically referencing alchemy. It wasn't a book of alchemy. It was something other than that. So if it's philosopher's stone, it but also it's, talks about consciousness. So maybe that makes more sense. That but something that, that's like derived from it. It's, it, it's in like a way, an understanding of it. it there's two... I think it backs up both, like the philosopher's, uh, the alchemy part, mm-hmm. but also the consciousness, the consciousness part of of how you're able to grow in spirituality, you increase your vibrational essence, right? Right. So the philosopher's stone could also mean uh, building your non-physical reality, mm-hmm. right? Instead of just actually making gold for something else. Uh, do you think that maybe it's more representation of how you were saying? Mind manipulation, right? Mind manipulation. What if it's not? It's not something. uh, It's not a process. You're creating something, but it's it's not not, physical. It's building up your consciousness. You manipulate the idea of the reality that you know. It's like saying like that mouse, right? It's not really a mouse. You in your mind, you start manipulating the idea that it's not a mouse, and you turn it into something different. Bread, let's say. It's changing your reality of things, right? yeah, in your mind, you changing the reality of what well, it that's is. What I feel I like you guys are, like, smoking something. <laughs> well, that's what I meant. Well, well I mean, you, like, you, yeah, no, what you said, going off the idea, why is a philosopher? Philosopher's not a, 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 a Have you ever a, taken a philosophy class? So that's basically what it sounds it's like. That's basically what it is, yeah. <laughs> I've taken philosophy. One of the main things that they went for is uh, the mind-body problem. It's like, how do you get something that's non-physical to manipulate something that's physical? Because your mind doesn't have a space doesn't exist in any other plane your mind is it's your unique consciousness is not physical exactly how do you then transform your thoughts into some movement that's how do you so are we not you? doing like alchemy and transmutation constantly then because <laughs> well, your I mean, mind's transforming things yeah. what's your reality it could be non-physical or it could be physical so that's what i'm saying right maybe your thought of like how do i get more gold from this, right? Then maybe that's the thought process, but also thinking about something other than material. But like, I mean, that what you're saying is points to Pandora. What she was saying about philosophers, maybe it's a state of mind. Maybe it's, it has to do is. more with meditation, spirituality. It does mention versus um, going off on looking for something that's tangible, something that's solid, a material, a stone, a ring that people now kind of picture. It, it, it may not even be any of that. It just may be even more. Because when you hide something, when you hide a secret, how do you do it? 
you name it something that's different or you name it something that resembles to the idea but they pick something else that people will get confused and follow something else into uh, a never-ending search what's the language so yeah so here's what i mean is like a perfect example iceland it's, it's the perfect example iceland you go to you think about iceland hey let's go to iceland you think well it, it's fucking cold and it's ice it's iceland well let's go to greenland or <laughs> what's in greenland ice it's ice so they named those two they switched them to confuse people did they switch it, was, it on purpose i think it was just like a target for that was a little drunk he's like fuck which one was fuck it <laughs> Someone will fix I this. I think this one was green. I think this one was icy, and then he got it wrong. He got it wrong. Um, but like, no, it, I mean, it, it causes that confusion because people were going there, and they wanted to divert people to go to the wrong place. So, I mean, what if the idea of that actually is this? Hey, this name is something different. So, the secret is only kept to a minimum of people who can, are able to figure that out. Because, like, what are the? You wanna? I mean, to be. If you look at it in a selfish way, you want the least amount of people in power or to have this type of knowledge. Knowledge I mean, is be, power, knowledge so is therefore. Power, so therefore, I mean, let's be honest. You want to keep people who are going to be under your control to the least amount of knowledge to be able to have the most power for yourself. Because like you said, knowledge is power. And it is. It really is. And this, so that's this psychology is to everything. It's a tablet of knowledge and wisdom yeah. from a demigod or a godlike entity yeah. who is very wise. And so that's why they hit the books. And therefore, the story of how Atlantis fell mm-hmm. was that those books, right, you can use them for good or bad. That they went into the wrong hands. And, so people start, and, and, and they started doing black magic. All of this, and over a while, the society got corrupt. Right now, the way Atlantis fell is kind of unclear to this day. It's yeah. saying it's supposedly, but how? I mean, a bomb or an earthquake? Yeah. And so, knowledge can make you good in a good sense, or make you corrupt. It's like self-destruction, pretty yes. much. Too much of a good thing. Too much of a good thing. You become corrupt. You could be, you become selfish and greedy. Like, what else could oh. I do with this, right? And they believe people. Well, knowledge itself isn't good or evil. It's neutral. It's a. Uh, it's how you it's, use it. Depends it. on the yeah. person who obtains it. It's like money. It's like application <laughs> of knowledge. Yes. It's sort of like uh, nuclear reactors, right? You can make something that produces energy for millions of people. Or you can make something that'll kill millions, millions of, of people. people. Yes, <laughs> exactly. It's all relative. Mm-hmm. It's not good or it's bad. It's the same thing. Hmm. That's what it was, exactly. And therefore, I think the wrong hands got a hold of the tablets. Therefore, the city went underwater. And then they went to Egypt and started Egypt. Are we ever going to talk about the uh, Indian... Nuclear Holocaust. Did you guys hear about that? No. Indian like as in like India? Yeah. Mm. Like India, they found evidence like of radioactive sites. Hmm. Well, don't they have nuclear material? They have nuclear bombs. They, they're, well, no, I'm talking about like ancient stuff. I was oh, going to say, ancient. is this like ancient aliens radioactive? Yeah. <laughs> well, what are those ancient books called? 
Um, damn. But yeah, dude. They had, um... I heard of um, a story that they had a bomb that could destroy a planet. What? Like a whole, like a whole planet. Who and had a bomb? The... He spaced out for a second. No, dude. The, <laughs> oh, him. No, I'm doing research. So, like, the idea of, like, Atlantis. Let's go back to Atlantis. Because, mm-hmm. um... The idea of that, the discovery. So let the trail off too far from that, but uh, we'll probably do like something, um, you know, probably for our Patreon people. Um, predictions. So it was predicted that this year we would discover what could be a civilization of that resembling Atlantis for this year. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. We could make a prediction that they're going to find it. Supposedly, if you go to... Um, I follow this person called Bright Insight on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And also Intern Architects that they've... <laughs> I'm looking uh, on Google for Atlantis. One of these things came up was Atlantis Events. And it's a gay cruise line. <laughs> Well, that's not the Atlantis we're looking for. Right? Get your mind out of the gutter. We know where you're going for July. <laughs> when Hoffman goes on vacation. They're going to Tokyo <laughs> next month. The Atlantis cruise. He's going to Tokyo. Everything's going to be so gay. <laughs> oh, Hoffman, come on. He goes, he goes so I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to do research here. No, research it And that's, that's just, one thing that comes... There's research away from that. Is it my safe search? So what are you saying? So what are you saying with these guys? That's personal research. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So what are you saying that these guys are saying? On so they found Atlantis, right? right. So the way um, Atlantis was described, right? It's broken up. It's like a like this city that's built upon rings of water, and, right? And every layer before that, it's like a you know structure, it's a right? different Stone structure. Wall, that's so these concentric concentric right. circles until it falls into like the capital, right? And um, I believe they what they thought it was that they found it. On the west side of Africa, mm-hmm. and if you go to Bright Insight or Engine Architects, they show the same thing, right? That they found Atlantis, and there's a, and supposedly Atlantis fell in the water, and so they're saying that the, the, the water is not there anymore, but that there's a, a level difference of like, four, I think 400 feet or something, right? And that the water's gone, like it seeped out. It used to be there, but now it's gone. So they're saying, like, between the pillars of Hercules, you know how they describe it, like, that's talking in this uh, riddles and whatever. But they found it, they they believe that they found what Atlantis was. Yeah. And it was right there. So it was, I think, in a part of Africa where it's perfect because Egypt's on the east side of Africa, right? Mm -hmm. It's on the northern part of Africa. The corner, yeah. Right there. And so it would make sense if that got flooded that they would travel. Yeah, eastward. Well, because Egypt. it makes sense because a lot of people don't know, or a lot of people forget that there used to be more lakes and rivers in Africa. Yeah, um, there used to be one that would come on the side of the pyramids, and mm-hmm. you, yes. they've they've been dis- they discovered exactly that there used to be a river that would flow right through the side of these pyramids. They used that river supposedly to power the the, the, the great pyramids. pyramids. Yeah. Yes. It was a reactor. The water, yeah, on uh, um, pressure, it creates electricity, and so you have the, the re- resident chambers within the pyramids mm-hmm. to build up that pressure and electricity. Yeah, and then they had these like a power plant, like a power plant, like just that. like that. Yeah, exactly. And then it just 
it was a to distribute electricity. They've actually last year they they found more chambers. Yes, there's a um, secret. They chamber. haven't gone and they haven't discovered. They haven't gone in to figure out okay what what are these chambers for? They're just um, out of it. And here's the thing: it's like these chambers. The keepers, oh, it's for a tomb. It's for a tomb, and they've gone and they've looked and you know it doesn't make any sense how some of these tombs were like made for a tomb and there's no like what are these pockets for really there's nobody's no there nobody was really put in, in place like okay you're not gonna live here it looks more practical than just a tomb well, I, don't just, think it was, I don't think it was just built for a tomb why are there these well, intricacies of you go and you think about how okay if you were in the pyramid and let's say you were dragging in shit and you you're 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 packing in one of the rooms for I don't know let's say let's say it was a tomb let's say you were gonna pack one of them for like gold and shit here's the other thing that they've there is no uh, light source when you go in there so when you get exactly. in there how 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 are you seeing in the dark. Well, there's no, there's no evidence of uh, <laughs> soot. Yeah, therefore, and there's no oxygen, so there's no way to uh, maintain a fire. Yeah, there's no way to maintain a fire. There's no way. And so copper um, reflections only go so far in. Yes. So once you build the pyramid mm-hmm. and you're going back in there, how the fuck are you going to get keep yourself lit? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. And Just also, like, pe- they weren't necessarily that. being used for people to go in and out. I mean, yes. if it was a plant, like, you're not necessarily yeah. in there. Unless something breaks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, for maintenance purposes only. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So the pyramid's so big. It, copper and, and fire. Like, you could probably have a fire, like, at the entrance. But it'll only lead you, what, 10 and feet, well, 20 then feet. You get the idea, okay, like, okay, so uh, battery sources. You then have the idea of the Baghdad batteries. And so then you're like, okay, how did they come up with the formula to make these batteries? Well, alchemy is like a precursor to chemistry, right? But who, who thinks the idea to use orange juice in copper well, it, it would be, to make... It would have to be something like wine or vinegar. Well, again, how do you... To think well, of that, how do you to put, put it together... together. How like if how I do this, if salt? I put you know, like how come you didn't use like something else? Like what, what, who, at what point thought, or was this a, like a crazy accident? And it was an accident. Damn, I really want to hear about, about it. it too. An like, ancient Edison. Ancient <laughs> Edison. Just kept trying shit. <laughs> kept trying shit. Well, no, what I'm saying, like they had to then, come, like one right. of them, like oh, well, fire's not gonna work in there, and copper shielding is not gonna go that far. Right. So they thought about like, okay, what's our next best option? Electricity, yeah. but right now we think electricity was born with um, uh, Benjamin Franklin, right? He was the father, you know, whatever. Blah, well, blah, they blah, blah, blah. Him solid, so, yeah. so how did they get just the thought of it, the conceptual part? Oh, we want light. That's not by fire or by copper or by yeah. reflection. That's right. like that's another level of thinking. of intelligence. That's a whole other level of thinking. Yeah. Well, I mean. Uh, it's sort of like burning something, right? Right. You don't have to understand how it burns. You just know that it burns, right? So if I put a piece of wood 
into a fire, it's going to burn. I know, but how do you start the fire? How did you start the fire? Mm. Exactly. Lightning. You have, some no, some no, cavemen no, figured no, it out. Let's, let's not go with cavemen. No, 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 I mean, someone eventually figured it out. Somebody figured it out. Yeah. But they knew that there was a, a reaction in order to get that fire started. You know, whether it be like rubbing the sticks together and causing it, whether it be doing the rock thing and onto a dry bush or, you know, a dry stash and causing the fire and making it, you have a level of understanding that cause and reaction equals that so then how do you get to the point where someone who fire is so fucking recent that here let me go on from going from this fucking idea to that he must have been inspired by something or someone to create that I think it's an accident that, that all of a sudden they have electricity well I mean supposedly they didn't have electricity right but then you gotta think about how they like the pyramids it wasn't fire and it wasn't reflection. Yeah, it, had to it, be and it wasn't just the pyramids. It was everywhere. It was everywhere. All, 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 the, all, the all the other stuff that they did. But if it was like bioluminescence, from, something that was natural. From from where and what? Like from the ocean? But like, ocean, but you, <laughs> but you wouldn't have observed it there. In those in the depths that you're able to find bioluminescence. Uh, bio uh, it's real deep. But what like, yeah, so find it with like worms and certain fish. There's also like don't al- even come up. algae that does it. Yeah, okay, where mm-hmm. is this algae at? The Maybe they had some. But is it close <laughs> to Egypt? No, I'm saying... Well, there you go. Uh, it's another explanation that something that could have existed. They could have observed could, nature like yeah. lightning, right. you know, because we've yes. always had that. Yes, but we go back to the main problem. How did they think of something of creating this battery? Like, how does one just, oh, let me fucking create a battery? Observation, repetition. Well, observation, repetition. Okay, where, where does this observation come from? Probably someone, nature. Someone probably dropped something into like a bucket. It was a piece of iron and a copper, and they tried drinking it. They're like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> and they probably died. It would, have, it would have to be a very smart person to figure that part they out. They could have been smart, right? Mm. I'm not saying they weren't smart. I'm just saying the odds of finding some versus someone going, oh, what the fuck? And then just throwing it, give me another drink. And moving on. It's an ancient MacGyver. <laughs> maybe. I mean, maybe, but it, ha- it would have to be someone who would want to push that forward. I think we're oversimplifying. Oh, yeah, no, of course. Occurred. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it's that. It could be what we're talking about, but I don't think it's I don't think it's that simple or easy to explain. Yeah. Oh, this would happen, and then we figured it out. Right. I don't think, but. I mean, because then. You know, I'm just driven so far that you go back to the idea of like, okay, so this book that was written, this this tablet, this alchemy thing, like to come up with it, and it wasn't just some random guy, or maybe it was some random guy who's a really good storyteller. Could be. I mean, it could also have been accumulated uh, over all this time. It's just something that was distilled down to. Um, like one book, like an encyclopedia almost. Yeah. So like this is all the knowledge that we've gathered. We want to put it into a form that we can constantly reference if we need to have a question about something. Yeah. So it, someone that had money, someone that had enough time to money, time. Uh, it kind of reminds me of another individual. Um, I don't. I don't know if he's a <coughs> sir, but Roger Bacon, right? He had the. Uh, or who? Roger Bacon? Sir Bacon. Sir Bacon? <laughs> <laughs> it's an awesome name. I mean, uh, who wrote the uh, the great work? Magnus... Opus? Magnus Opus. Opus. 
Magnum Opus. The Philosophy of Nature. Yeah, the great work. Which he was... uh, Ultimately, he was... uh, What do you call it? He was paid to write that book. Right? I think he was paid by the Pope at the time. Uh, He lived... 1214 to 1292 and so I feel like we're getting over our head and some of this stuff because we can't explain like how they did all this how did they source their materials where, where is your source <laughs> here's an odd thought so they're, they're talking about uh, higher levels of existence which you see a lot now like in shamanism right, right. Where there are people that are doing psychoactive substances right and they they say that they like they're, they're called cryonauts where they astral project yeah yeah or they go to another level another of existence level and they're, they're speaking to other beings those, yeah and those yes. beings explain things to them because they're 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 they currently exist in that level of existence well, I've seen it interpreted two two ways. Mm-hmm. These beings are in that level of existence, and that is their dimension. Uh, two, um, other people who have gone and astral projected has seen it as like a community forum, right? That <laughs> other people are astro, other people, beings or whatever, are also astral projecting into this plane. It's like a bulletin board. But yeah, like a bulletin board. But and what some of these people are describing is when they are able to do that, there are other beings that are there are there for malicious reasons. Almost almost like a troll, let's say, right? It's it's like a troll. It's 4chan. Yeah, it's like 4chan, right? It's like there's people that are trolling <laughs> other people. And they're there for specifically for that. But the only difference is that these beings are on this other side of the realm and it kind of goes to what what with, we talked about before and what I've posted on our website um, our, our idea and our theory on it is that these beings that are coming from other planes are on a more superior plane versus us that we're on this like other like lower level and they're able to A consume or take over our body because that's what one of the people that astro projected described that all of a sudden she was talking to these beings and all of a sudden she felt like they were trying to either like take over her body and, and force her to stay in there mm-hmm. and try to come into our realm as her in her body. Well, they talk about it's almost like a, like what a demon does, right? When we hear about like a position. Well, for astral projection, they normally talk about a tether, yes, a line or your body. Yeah, that you could let go of that. <laughs> I, I, I don't advise that. Yeah, but it's like a concept that you're you're still somehow connected. Now, this concept is very, I, to, in my opinion, it, it's a very solid concept. Only because I've heard other mediums talk about when uh, 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 somebody who has passed away is connected to an object, and they're tethered to that object. So they can see like a weird smoky, stringy, this is what they describe it as, like a weird smoky, stringy thing and that flows from out of that beam to the object. So wherever the object goes, they go because they're tethered to that. So that idea that this tethering thing 
um, is this when you astral project? I think it's very real. Because so could you have multiple tethers? I mean, one being obviously to your own body because you're pretty attached to that. Well, I mean, but also like to something that has significant meaning. I mean, it's considered the. Uh, well, if you're astral projecting, then yeah, you would tether be tethered automatically to your body. But I don't know if you were. But if somebody passed away, could uh, they be tethered to, like their house or their vehicle? Or, you know what I mean? Like different things. At, at the po- I think it's more of at the point of death. You're tethered to whatever object you were you strongly were attached yeah. to. Yeah. Which is pretty interesting um, when you think about it. Um, about, like, you know, it, the whole idea of, like, astral projecting and being able to move and manipulate. Because it goes also back to the idea of um, alchemy, where you're also able to manipulate your state of mind into moving on to a different plane, into a different world, and you're able to explore these other things that we currently exist. Well, it's weird because uh, the term silver cord, which is a, what a lot of people in astral projection refer to, uh, comes up in the Bible, of all places. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Is that what people were doing? Yeah, the silver cord's supposed to be what attaches you. Like, yeah, it's before the silver cord snaps and the golden fountain is shattered and the pitcher breaks at the fountain. It's very cryptic. Sounds like something's going terribly wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It just seems... I mean, it's very possible. It's weird, though, because there's a lot of things that mention fountains, too. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if the elixir of life, then, did that spawn the fountain of youth? Or was the fountain of youth a different idea? I think it predates. The, the fountain of youth, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm just uh, wondering if somehow is that even related to itself. I mean, it could be, because when you're astral projecting, it's kind of saying that there's more to you than just your physical body. So everything here is just having a physical experience. Yeah. Therefore, you could have like the fountain of youth or elixir of life because you're just living different types of lives. Yeah. Different existences, different things. Uh, and, I, and I'm wondering if that's why the priest also, if, if it wasn't like, let's say he wasn't being reborn in a way of how we think of being born as a child and regrowing that. What if he meant was like just taking over a body? They're shortcuts. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, because re- that's like reincarnation. Like you're supposed to... In a way, yeah. You Maybe. come back if you did good. You know, you kind of like ascend a little bit and you keep going until you've done all that you're supposed to do. Yeah. As- assuming that they were doing <laughs> but, reincarnation. But Sai, the way, the way it interprets, does it interpret as in being reborn, reborn? Or is it interpret as continuing like maybe possibly through another vessel? Well, it's like shortcuts. No, like, well, to all that. That, that, that reminds me of no. a quantum leap. Oh, yeah. Where he goes into and different takes body. over like bodies. Yeah. Like mostly famous people and shit. What, what, what if they watch Quantum Leap and they're like basing their entire thing off of that? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> That's true. But what do you think? What? On that. The reincarnation? Is it. Is, do you think that that's what they meant? Was more of reincarnation, being reborn to somebody and being reborn as a child and coming back and that, reliving? Starting over. Starting over. 
But with your, I don't know where in time when you're reborn that you start to remember. This is supposedly when you right. start to remember your past lives. Maybe when your consciousness gains maturity, right, to then attract that information back in there. Right. But with being reborn as a baby, I don't know how. I don't know how you would. Uh, like a woman or, or however it's done that's yeah. not clear yeah but it's done like that yeah because you could also be reborn and you could take over a child because they're more likely defenseless in that type of manner well, there's those stories of people that that died or had a near-death experience and they weren't exactly the same afterwards and it's like are they even the same person the same still person? <laughs> right because then all of a sudden they know like how to play a piano or something or else took over math or like really well or have you guys seen the movie Enter the Void? No. I don't recall. I, I, I would watch it. It's actually, it's about the Book of the Dead. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing everything through, through this guy's uh, eyes. So yeah. like whenever he blinks, it the goes black. Blinks, yeah. yeah, so um, he was drug dealing or whatever. And he gets in a situation and ends up getting killed. And he's able to like jump out of his body. And like float over to where his sister is. He took over his sister's body. Yeah, that's weird. And then <laughs> over to where his drug dealer buddy is. It's it, it, so it, just it, sleeping through bodies. Yeah, wow. but it, it's a trip. You have to watch it because at the very end you're just like, what the fuck? What do you mean? Like, well, it's like the whole idea of rebirth. It would be like you're starting over, but then what if there's those instances where like you maintain all your recollections from the past well, or. I, I think the idea was more like even when you die and you are reborn, you're still the same person you were, you know, at this body in this time frame. You know what I mean? You're still going to have the same type of characteristics mm-hmm. and the same type uh, uh, of attitude, mannerisms that you were during that time frame. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like you're yeah. born. If you were stubborn back then, you'd probably be born. You'd probably be stubborn. You know what I mean? Stubborn Something son like of that. a bitch. <laughs> Still <laughs> fucking stubborn. <laughs> so yeah, it goes into that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it could be a tribute to a lot of things. And I think at the end of the day, um, when you look at it, the the philosopher's stone, um, whether it was it, whether it came out 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 of as an idea or as an actual object that can turn things into other things out of this book mm-hmm. you know I think it's very up in the air and it, it, keep, it leaves a lot of room for a lot of possibilities yes, um, because it was you know around the 8th 6th century where allegedly this is either being written or found or retranslated um, in the 12th century in Latin and reading it for all the, these other smart people to read this and be like, there's something to this, or it is possible, I mean, I think that's what makes it even more intriguing, right? Like, if these other brilliant people thought it was possible, then shit, we should look into it and see if it, if the idea actually does purely exist as, a, as an idea, or actually exists in existence. Agree. What do you guys think? Well, for me, talking about talking about the tablets and the philosopher's stone and all of that, it's rooted in history. It's been going on right. for a no, long yeah. time, and so there's some sense of truth to it. 
unfortunately the stone tablets are not or the emerald tablets are not just in a museum where we can okay. break them down and test them and, and right. see if it's actually true or that you're able to build your consciousness or turn you know rocks into gold yeah um but i do believe um i don't think the tab tablets are destroyed i think they're hidden because right. of the knowledge that it contains and um they said that they it's either in the pyramids that they have them or it's buried um somewhere in south america in one of the uh, mayan temples right so um i think more to come but i think they are real to be honest and i think the information is extremely valuable to society but like a lot of good things in life, uh, they're not easily obtainable, right? And so people are going to abuse it and keep it to themselves until um, until they're given to us. And we take them forcefully. Oh, yeah. What if it's like uh, the people that actually used them, took them with them to get to a higher plane of existence? But I thought this is the only physical dimension, right? So would it not make sense? Mm. To take the actual tablet or maybe the information of the tablet? Both. Both. <laughs> Just did a mic drop there. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's it could be true. I don't know if that makes sense in a multi-dimensional reality, but maybe it could. Maybe that's why they're not here. I don't know. That... Well, as above, so below, right? So maybe they exist in different planes? Sure. Mm -hmm. In different forms? Damn, I dropped there. <laughs> Just knock it over. <laughs> knock over the salt. I mean, I think all of it is possible. I think it's just about exploring the idea and more, um, and more depth, because I think there could be a lot of symbology behind it. It's obviously influenced a lot of different groups, like, because you see. Like the whole thing of hermeticism and then uh freemasonry the golden dawn like they all have ties to stuff with this so the fact that it continues on like there has to be something to well, what's in there yeah well i mean again it goes back to these guys like you think about it they're these very well-known people who strongly believe in the idea that this is something that is real you know what i mean mm -hmm. And so, uh, I don't know, I think it, I, I think it's very possible, whether it, you can, you think of this as a state of mind or it's an actual object. Um, what do you think happened? I already stated what? What? I already stated what I thought. Is that what you think? They took it with him. They're gone. They just, like, screw these guys. Yeah, we're taking it off. <laughs> We'll just leave the tails behind. Somebody yeah, has that's it. That's true, yeah. A lot of it's just tails. They took it and it's no longer there. Somebody found it. I think so. I think somebody found it. So or somebody, too. like, broke it. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> no one's gonna use this. God, this could only be used for good. No one could have it. Yeah, you yeah. know. Mm. All right, guys. Um, then um, thank you for tuning in. And we'll have a new episode next week. And of course, uh, those for uh, our Patreon is up, and so those who you know, signed up on our first tier, you will have the extended version of this episode. And those who signed up for the second tier, which is the ten dollar tier, uh, will have the secret episode or the special episode 
for you in mid-February. And it's going to be an exclusive episode for our Patreon listeners. So it won't be available on SoundCloud or any of the other podcast providers, only those who register uh, through Patreon. And again, or you can find our Patreon page attached to the notes on this mm-hmm. um, on this episode, or you can go onto our Facebook or Twitter page, um, or our Instagram as well. And again, please like, review, share, and we'll see you on the next episode. Later. Later.